I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Charlie, you're quiet. Menstruation? You want me? Is that what you're saying? You're my wife. He's gone, Howard. And you're all alone. We're coming alone and we'll go out alone. What if you fall down? Have you thought of that? Yeah. Huh? With your gimpy legs, that's a real possibility. What if you fell into a ditch and you can't get up and nobody can see you? <laughs> I mean, it is adios padre, but ah, with your mobile phone, you get it out. And if you can see the numbers, your glasses are like, oh, I can't see. Help me, help me. I've fallen and I can't get up. Guys, 911 calls don't count against your minutes either. That's, come on, oh, that's. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. If I say yes, will you shut the hell up so we can get our train? I'll shut up. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> come on. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 80. Another special episode of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. How are you? Doing okay, man. How you doing? <laughs> ah, tired. I had a miserable day at work. I mean, it was all right. It was just so much to do. And now I'm off. I had something to eat. I had a glass of water. And I think I'm ready for this, a bit of a, an unconventional episode of our special. Yeah, it's a but special special. It is a special special. And I'm especially... Uh, Glad to have it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only the topic, but also like it's another midnight special, right? I think it's the first one in yes. like a year. So we're recording this. Cri- right it's so weird midnight. for you to say it's it's the first in a year because in my head, we've only been doing this for like four months. But <laughs> like no, you're weeks. right. <laughs> it's been over a year. I think so. Yeah. So um, cue the jazz music. And yeah. uh, do you remember that that little bar thing that we had? Where yeah, I put the did. bar music in, where we had that civilized um, midnight special. I think I don't remember the episode, but um, yeah, we were like, usually we're at this time of day, <laughs> we're in some sort of bar, and then I put a little jazz music in the background, which I made me chuckle. Met, the Matt Damon special, wasn't it? I think that was a different one. I think okay. maybe, Could yeah, be? but that was also midnight special, right? That was one of the. <laughs> I, I don't like that episode, man. That was a terrible episode. I mean, we were. <laughs> <laughs> not at our best i mean that was like 2 a.m when we started recording and yeah we had something to drink before that too so that was a bit of a, a bit of a shit show as i like to say <laughs> i mean yeah we're quite uh we're quite uh sober for this Today? time of day and yeah, yeah i mean I, i'm glad i am because we've been drinking the last like, two or three days and i think if i ha- if i had a beer like right now i think i would be falling asleep by pick number five or whatever <laughs> yeah so let's speed it up let's keep the energy high <laughs> let's go so the um, premise of this special or the gist of it i should say is we're going to talk about um, a topic that is near and dear to my heart because i love talking about movies that are not widely known mm-hmm. i mean uh, sure we we decided to do it uh by IMDb rating. So we're going to talk about 10 uh, things that could be, you know, shows or um, movies or, I mean, YouTube videos, not really, because we, we decided to do it. Um, we got to talk about things that have 50,000 or mm. less IMDb ratings. So um, it's a weird, um, uh, you know, uh, limit that we set, but it kind of made sense to us. So um, we're going to talk about some things that uh, you might have heard of and hopefully about some things that you've never heard of before. And 
we, we've talked about this uh, quite a few times uh, before we started recording this. The ranking on this is not as important as it usually is. Not, not that it's ever important, but um, we're just going to talk about 10 things. You know, there's so many things to choose from. And um, we're just going to talk about 10. And it's not like really the, f- I don't have like the best underrated thing ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, we're going to talk about 10 things and um, it's going to be interesting. No idea what's going to be on your list. <laughs> I, I honestly I have no idea for you either. I, I have one guess since I know you love this thing and sure. I saw it, it was like I don't know forty thousand ratings. Who knows? Could be dead wrong right here, especially since we do include shows here. Uh, I have no idea what you've seen yeah. in the show department because I saw it. <laughs> the problem is with IMDb, I so rarely rate shows, so I didn't have it on my radar. Then I looked a couple of uh, looked a couple of shows up, but yeah, no idea. Right. And also what we what's important is that we're we're not gonna mention or we're not gonna talk about things that we have talked about before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like um what's a good example of that? Um, like over nor- the garden normal people. Wall. Right. Normal oh, people. Yeah. yeah. Oh I thought over the garden wall might okay. I I, <laughs> I thought we talked I, th- I thought it might make your list, but you okay, you talked about I it. I decided against it. I think I've talked about it quite a bit uh, here and there and I think I gave it as a recommendation yeah. back when uh, the lockdown started and we talked about recommendations to give yeah and i also excluded a couple of older foreign movies because um like uh old kurosawa movies because kurosawa's a very much uh highly regarded uh director but some of his movies just don't have their like the 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 ratings on imdb doesn't mean that they're not well loved or not well known it's just maybe the people who watch these kinds of movies just don't rate them as much on like imdb 100%. 100%. So I excluded them. Otherwise, this would be my top ten Japanese samurai movie list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I did. The, I did the same thing with like Brian De Palma movies because mm. um, so many of them have like less than fifty thousand ratings, and I love so many of his films. But for the same reasons, um, I excluded them. And as I said, like Normal People has like forty-eight thousand ratings at the time of this mm-hmm. recording. So, but we, we talked about it before. I mean, so we're going to talk about things that we haven't yet. Yes, I'm sorry, and also of course things that aren't like. That just came out because, of course, they don't have a lot of ratings yet. But <laughs> the most current thing ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, would you want to tell everyone how we how we do these these special episodes, and um, should we dive right into it afterwards? Yeah, sure. Normally, we talk about the best thing that we've seen from a person or from a genre, but like you said, this time it's the best underrated thing that we think we could recommend to other people. Uh, the Order, like you said, isn't as important as always, but we're going to do this in the form of a top 10 list. We're going to count down to from 10 to 1. And yeah, then maybe postpone our discussions. Or maybe this is a thing that we <laughs> won't do this episode yeah. because it makes less sense if I have something on my eight and you and you're free. You're right. I don't think it's as bad. So that's a good point. That's a good point. But I doubt we have anything in common. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think maybe one you thing. You think we do? Okay. Th- the rest, I would be shocked if you had it anywhere near your list, but right. who knows? <laughs> who the fuck knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, who starts uh, this week? Do you ah, know? Well, that's a good point. Wait, I got our beautiful channel open. Let me give it a look. It started with Kristen Stewart. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you hear some clicking? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And it was... It was you. me. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, so please, <laughs> uh, Gabe, uh, do we... Anything else we need to, to talk about before? I think we mentioned everything, right? I think so. I'm just very... Um, I, I have no idea what could be in the intro now. 
I think this is going to oh. be the most interesting intro and cover ever. I haven't even thought about that. Well, the, the cover has to be some stills from some of the things that where people look in the center. And uh, sure. the intro is just going to be like a couple of short clips from the things we discuss. You know, it's the same struggle every week. <laughs> <laughs> but let's sure. go. Let's go. We got a lot to discuss. So yeah. I don't want to sit here for, till like 3 a.m. So let's, let's see what we got. Uh, see what we got. Be. So, well, my number 10. Uh, is Edmund, a movie that we watched <laughs> together. I know I knew this was going to be your reaction. <laughs> I didn't but, even like that film, but great, please, I knew, please. I know, but the, that movie has like 11,000 ratings. Yeah. And I think it's so underrated because it's a movie that I would have never fucking seen if it hadn't <laughs> been for a friend of ours. We, I think we had a movie trivia night and afterwards he was like, you want to watch a movie? And this guy has like the biggest fucking movie collection that I've ever seen live. Yeah, don't stroke his ego too much. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't need it. He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and Edmund is a movie with William H. Macy, uh, who is probably most known for now for, uh, what's the show called? Ruthless? No. Shameless. Shameless. Ruthless. That's, <laughs> That's a different Something one. Less. But here, William H. Macy is ruthless. It's a guy in his midlife crisis who just spirals out of control. And it becomes quite absurd, absurd at times and to how far it goes, especially since it's got a bit of a supernatural element to it. Yeah. And I didn't expect anything out of this movie. And it's very weird. Like, the interaction is very stage-like. And I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, is based on a play. But it was actually written by David Mamet, who well, like wrote Glengarry, Glen Ross, and other big movies. Yes. It's one of the so, most prestigious writers and direct especially writers in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great writer. Big fan. Yeah. And this is just seems like something so fucking different. And I have never seen anything like it, to be honest. And I don't think I would have ever seen this movie. I don't think many people have. Like no, ever. this is definitely, as far as I'm aware, a hidden gem, yes. yes. I wouldn't call it a gem, but it's a I hidden gem. <laughs> I was just about to say, not a gem for you, it is for me. Yeah. I'd love to buy it on Blu-ray sometime. I have no idea how it would like, come close to this uh, uh, piece of art. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think even he owned it on Blu-ray. I think we actually watched it on DVD. Oh, it could be. I'm not sure if there's a Blu-ray for this one. I mean, I looked it up. It is on Prime to rent. But I don't oh. think it's uh, an, on the original version. I think it's just in German, at least on Prime uh, Germany. Yeah. I forgot to look up the things where they're yeah. available to stream. I, I we're going to cut every this. Single thing. No, <laughs> we're going to have a little break now. But I'm going to cut this. I'm going to have to look this up. I'm going to have to look <laughs> okay, this up. Sure. But as far, but only after you're done with with Edmund, sure, sure. Sorry, but you said this um, was on Prime, but but not in English. What, sorry, what was it? I I don't think it's on there in English. Wait, I have my list right here. It's. No, sorry, not even on Prime. Not on Prime at all. Nowhere to be found. I'm sorry, <laughs> I did your research thing. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I, my guess is if you want to watch this and you don't live in, like, I don't know, England or the US, you got to order it from there. Because I don't think, I don't know, the, the DVD is like widely available. Right. And I don't think it's a thing that will be coming to streaming platforms soon. Well, these hidden gems you need to seek out, you know? You need to find a way to watch them. Or have sure. friends I that mean, own it on Blu-ray or DVD, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the, the internet is vast, but even for the internet, this is fucking, uh, like, very uh, obscure yeah. of a pick. No, for sure. But if you have ever a chance to see this, I mean, the cover doesn't look great and the ratings aren't that good, but I think if you give it a chance and maybe you're like me and this could be the thing that just blew you away something that you keep thinking about like it's been like i don't know five years since i've seen this yeah and it's still in the back of my mind so my number 10 edmund yeah. 
And and Macy is always great. I'm a big fan of his too. He's a cool actor. He's quite different here. Yeah. He has some diff. I mean, he he kind of reminds me at the beginning more of the guy from Fargo, and then at the <laughs> yeah. it, like uh, during the runtime of this movie, he just spirals spir- so out of control. Like he's like so resentful. Like you know, everybody's such a shitty person. Why is everybody so fucking bad? And while saying this, he just descends into fucking madness, pretty much. Yeah. So no, it's a, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a good pick. I didn't think that this, we're going to talk about this one today. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if not today, then when? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so my number 10 is Birth. Of who? Birth of no one. Uh, it's just called Birth. Uh, it uh, stars Nicole Kidman. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's from 2004. I think Edmund is like 2005. I think Birth is like 2004. Okay. Yeah. A movie directed by uh, Jonathan Glazer, who uh, who did Under the Skin mm-hmm. and uh, Sexy Beast. We talked about him before. And I don't know if I ever mentioned Birth, but Birth is so. fantastic. So Nicole Kidman, she has a husband uh, and that uh, suddenly dies. And then there's a cut in the, in the beginning of the film, like 10 years later. And she's about to marry her boyfriend. And then a small boy enters her life. Um, like... <laughs> And a random okay. kid just shows up at some party uh, who claims to be her dead husband reborn. Now, I don't know how much we need to talk about plot in this. Um, wow. Okay. Right? I think this is more than enough. Honestly, I don't think I need to tell you anything more than that. I am intrigued. It's a, it's a well, phenomenal film. I, I struggled like deciding whether or not to put like really like underrated hidden gems on there or like just the ones that I have like rated the highest that have like the close to 50,000 ratings I decided to do the first thing the first thing sorry this is not like I wouldn't consider this like a perfect film or one of my favorite films but it is one of my favorite hidden gems if that makes any sense it's a film that I've never really talked about with anyone in my close circle it's just I've I've seen like videos on YouTube and I don't quite remember where I first heard of this but a couple of years ago, um, I, I saw this and I was blown away by its, um, by its tone and the, just the premise, uh, as I think you are as well. The, the premise is just great. And it's just this eerie, eerie little film um, that, um, is, um, that is uh, creepy in a way and that is <laughs> you don't quite know where it's going and whether or not, um, or wh- who's telling the truth and is there a supernatural sure. element to it? And uh, yeah. The, the the whole city and like the buildings it takes place in it, it, those are like burn into my mind too the tone is really just uh, eerie that describes it perfectly and beautiful in a way in a twisted way quite beautiful it's a great film it's available on Amazon by the way I looked it up <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say I'm surprised that uh, Jonathan Glazer did a movie back in 2004 I thought his directing career was something relatively recent with like Sexy Beast and uh, Under Skin. Like well, Sexy said. Beast was even before that. It was 2000. Was it? Okay, and I was thinking of something else maybe. Interesting, okay. He hasn't done a lot of features. Okay. Um, but I, th- I think Sexy Beast is his first one. Um, but apparently he is into weird stories, which is great. <laughs> I mean, those yeah. movies are the ones that stick with you the longest in a way. Yeah. Oh, and that's you described birth perfectly for me. Though that that <laughs> film, I, I don't know when I watched it exactly. I could look mm-hmm. it up, but who cares? It's still with me to this day, and I I want to rewatch it. I haven't found it yet on Blu-ray. 
but it's um, when we talk about hidden gems and I, I've mentioned this before I just love talking about movies like this there's nothing <laughs> better to me than finding a hidden gem and sure. that I can share with people and that people share with me and then sort of give that film or show a little bit more um, love than it's had previously so Birth is definitely one of those films that's my number 10 so you, you're going more for actual hidden gems it's a mixture dude I'm always struggling okay. the next I one is going to be a bit more mainstream I think Okay, I I thought you were also just going for whatever's under fifty k, and I oh, what I I think I went more for except for maybe Edmund is things that I thought were really big are apparently aren't, and I think could use another <laughs> okay. shout out because I think they they're kind of big movies, but whenever I bring them up, uh, pretty much no one has seen them except maybe the people that I saw it with in the cinemas in I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know <laughs> we can interpret the hidden gem thing however sure. we want, but sure. the main thing is it's got less than fifty thousand IMDb ratings. <laughs> <laughs> What's your nine? My nine is one of those I think big ones sure. that uh, I watched with my brothers, and then I think I recommended it to some friends, and now it's a bit of a running joke. Uh, and I think you've seen it as well, but it is a Danish movie, so I don't think most people have seen it, and it's Adam's apples. Oh, dude, I thought we were going to have like a, a situation where I'm like, oh, it's so fascinating. Okay, I don't have this one on the list, but I have a different okay. film from that filmmaker on my list. Oh, interesting. Yep. I think I probably haven't seen it. I don't know. Whatever you're going to mention, but we'll get to it. So Adam's Apples is about a neo-Nazi who gets, I think, community service and then has to join a pasture to work off his hours and there he of course meets matt mickelson who is the priest there who wants one job done from him which is to make an apple pie just one goal to work towards and that's pretty much the movie <laughs> those very different guys like matt mickelson being this overly positive guy versus a fucking neo-nazi who is violent and uh fucking racist and such a bad person but matt mickelson just isn't uh, you know uh can't break his spirits and it's such a funny combination of characters. Also, the other people who live there. And I think it's such a quotable movie. Just There's so many funny lines, so many one-liners that you can just quote to your friends. And I do this to <laughs> this day. Like in Danish? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Like I, I first watched this in, in German. So right. I do quote some parts in German. Right, right. Because... <laughs> I don't think anybody would get me otherwise. But no, I've, I've never seen, seen this, this as well, right? Yeah, I have seen this, but I haven't seen it in, in German. But okay. uh, sure. No, I mean, I love the premise, by the way, too. Just the with the apple pie at the end. It's like, yeah. uh, who doesn't want to watch that film? Like, the, these <laughs> premises of these, like, smaller films are always great. I, I do love those, like, no big stakes, but just so fucking yeah. stupid or simple. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it just makes it, in a way, more enjoyable, I guess, because you don't have to, to take them as serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 a great uh, idea, and I love the the setting of it as well. Just like that whole it it, it takes part in the secluded area in this uh, chapel, or mm -hmm. what would you call it a chapel? Church. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a weird uh, weird fucking film. It's a weird fucking film, but it's a great <laughs> it's a good film. And uh, directed and written by Anders Thomas Jensen. And I mentioned I'm, we're going to talk about another film of his um, uh, soon. So uh, perfect that you put this on on your list. And, uh, I'm so yeah. interested in what else the dude did, but I, I guess I'm about to find out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have it a little bit higher on my list now. I don't want to. I don't know. Do, okay, sure. Do you want sure. me to put it? Do you want me to talk about it now? I don't uh, care about the rating. Sure, the ranking if really. you yeah. want. Sure. 
Well, so uh, I had nine? it as my number four, but uh, <laughs> okay. let's uh, let's say it's my nine. Um, it's it's the Green Butchers. <laughs> now this was before Adam's Apples. Oh, is this is the German title "The Inschicke Delikatessen"? That's the one, dude. That's so fucking funny because when I put this list together, when I put Adam's Apples on, a friend of mine was at my place and she said, "Why not put this movie on the list, right?" Right. And I said, "Well, because I haven't seen it." And I guess I should have because impeccable uh, this, taste, whoever that person yeah. was, <laughs> impeccable taste. Uh, I love this film. As I yeah. said, this was actually my four. Um, do you know what this is about? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and keep up with the premises here. I mean, this, I uh, think it's somehow about cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do I need mainly, to say more? <laughs> I mainly know the the poster, which is a meat grinder with a foot sticking in it, and. I wanted well, to watch this movie. in it, isn't it? There's like two people sure. in the meat is grinder. There? The one I'm maybe. looking at at least, yeah. Okay, maybe. Because I, I want to watch this uh, movie with that person multiple times. But that person always wants to watch it in German. I was like, nah, if I watch this, I want to watch it in, in Danish. And didn't end up watching it. But it, it's cool to, to see that it's on that list because it gives me even more reason to finally watch it. Was Adam's Apple available? Adam's Apple's available on Amazon too? Because uh, this one is. Adam's Apple is available to rent on Prime, but I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it is there in in Danish, and I think you can even watch it with an Art House subscription. Oh, look at that! Another movie on my list is uh, as well. Perfect. There you go. (laughs) So, so Green Butchers is also on on Amazon. Um, I actually own that on Blu-ray. They did like a release of Mm. all of those films um, a couple of months or years ago, and I, I I love that. So you said it. It's a bit. Of, it's it's about cannibalism. It's about these two <laughs> two friends who uh, open up a or own a, a work at a butchery. They they <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they work at one and then they open up their own. They open okay. up their own, and um, one thing leads to another, and um, <laughs> they don't have any uh, meat to sell. So um, I think it, it. I think it. What happens is that one person accidentally gets stuck or um, gets locked in the big freezer overnight and then they mm-hmm. open up the door in the morning and there's a dead body in there and they don't know what to do to get rid of it and so Matt <laughs> Mickelson with by the way I mean one of my favorite actors of all time by now I would love to do a special on him but it, the, the main reason I wanted to do a special on him was because I wanted to talk about the green butchers so let's we don't <laughs> need to do that anymore just look him up on IMDb for this film it's the best haircuts of all time it's unbelievable. And the guy, the way he's able to transform in every film, I think we've mentioned this before, he's just, I absolutely adore that dude. And <laughs> in Green Butchers, the other guy who's in it is, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, I'm sorry, Nikolai Likas, who uh, sure. I know and love from all of these, like, I thought about putting them on the list, those Danish crime mm-hmm. dramas. I own all of those on Blu-ray. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are based on, um, uh, yeah, Jussi Adler Olsen novels. So very uh, popular crime novels and they made movies of that. So he's in The Green Butchers too. And it's about them sort of uh, selling <laughs> human meat to people uh, who don't know, who think they're buying chicken basically. Mm-hmm. And, and all the absurdity around it too. I mean, there's so many more subplots to this uh, but I feel like, once again, if this doesn't sell you, then uh, the rest of it won't. But it's got like a fantastic little cherry on top at the end, too. Uh, a, a figurative cherry on top. 
Dude, I gotta say, I, I should really watch this. And I think it might also be in the Art House subscription. So if Could you get be. the Art House subscription, this is not sponsored, by the way. N nothing ever is here. But <laughs> <laughs> I think if you get the Art House subscription for the Amazon Prime channel, which is like an extra three bucks a month or whatever, I think you could see like three or four movies on these lists. Yeah. Um, for free, pretty much. I mean, for free. So you got to pay the rest, uh, subscription, but, uh, you know, instead of renting. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just a, a fantastic film. And if you love Adam's Apples, then you'll definitely enjoy this one, too. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's The Green Butchers. My nine, I guess. What do you got? Well, I got my eight and, once again, a Danish film. Uh, <laughs> because... I would be so surprised if this wasn't in your list. It's going to be my two. It's going to be my okay. two. Because it's the guilty. Yeah, yeah, that's my two. Okay, I mean, we're kind of on a roll here. We're kind of <laughs> on a roll here. I guess this is my eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the guilty. I think we've kind of mentioned it before very shortly on the Jake Gyllenhaal special because he's set to star in the American remake of this movie by the same director, Gustav Möller. Is Sounds it? That's correct. I think, isn't it? No, I thought it was Fuqua who did this. And the then I'm very wrong. I thought he was supposed to also direct the new one. I think Maybe it's it was just a rumor or directed by yeah, directed by Antoine Fuqua. And the weird shit is that there's so many actors in it in the remake. Because yeah. the great thing mm -hmm. about The Guilty, the original one, is that it takes place in one room on one guy. And uh, there's a few other police officers in that room, right? I think. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you only get to see him. So the remake I, stars like so many uh, Paul Dano, Ethan Hawke, Peter Sarsgaard, Riley Keough, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Bill Burr. I don't know. Who, are they all just going to be voices or are they actually going to be in it? I'm, I'm so sure that they are going to show more because, like you said, it is about a guy in a police station who just takes a 911 call and tries to help that person. You just see it from this guy's perspective. But there's also a bit of backstory about how he got to that job, how he got to demoted and everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed like uh, back, uh, flashbacks and shit like that and just make the movie awful. Yeah. Which, yeah, I is mean, like a thing that happens so many times with American remakes. Yeah. I, I, I rate... Fuqua is a director, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal, as you do, but we'll mm -hmm. see. Let's talk about the original one, which is I, I, <laughs> one of my favorite movie-going experiences in recent years. I, when I saw this in theaters, um, there was literally a moment where I put my hands up to my face in shock. Like, mm -hmm. the whole, like, the cliche hand movement that you can all picture now, I think, that uh, rarely happens in real life, uh, at least for me. I actually did that during this film <laughs> in that 90 minute film where it's a police officer who works in like a dispatch center who gets a mm -hmm. call from a distressed woman who um is sort of like in the back seat of a car trying to um i think it was order like a pizza she's trying to tell him uh he he quickly notices that um she's trying to tell him that uh she's being kidnapped and mm -hmm. uh, it's him trying to help that person but it's all on him you only see him and the whole film takes place in your head and i mean <laughs> it, it's not gonna get better than this in terms of premises right i mean it's still so fucking riveting to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. That's i mean there's so much going on yeah and the actor who portrays the main guy jacob sedagrin i don't know how to fucking pronounce beautiful. his name i'm no, so that sorry was beautiful um amazing 
fucking amazing because yeah the, the camera's on him the whole fucking time and his expressions to when they're like how the story unfolds is fucking magnificent yeah. he's so good 100% 100% and I, I, I do think I mentioned this I think this was my one or two on one of our special uh, one of our <laughs> specials one of our top <laughs> 10 discussions uh, before we did the, the podcast yeah end of the year list yeah yeah, yeah yeah and I think actually both of you watched it by now I think you both bought it on Blu-ray or something like that. Could be. And I I just want to say, I think this is one of my favorite recommendations of yours Uh, in the last couple of years. I I love this movie. It was so fucking different. It was just something so new. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love it. That's what it's about. Hidden gem numbered. (laughs) I don't know. I lost count. I don't even know how to continue. My two has been mentioned. My uh, I have no idea anymore. My four is so confusing. Yeah. Let's just do the next one, right? Let's do the next one. What's your next? I think eight. I mean, your eight was okay. Yeah. yeah. You you go ahead. Yeah. Let's do um, old man at the gun. Sure. Is that on your list? That was my honorable mention. I I didn't pick it. Right. It lost to Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I mean, Old Man of the Gun, probably the most recent film on my list. Uh, must have been, what, two or three years ago now? Well, maybe The Guilty isn't that old either, I said. I think it's both, I think maybe 2018. I mean, that's embarrassing could that be, I didn't... Could be yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We just talked about a pretty recent film. And yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think, uh, when was The Guilty? That was both, both were 2018. Both are 2018. Yeah, right. So Old Man of the Gun, directed by... Ah, sorry, sorry. The Rewind, The Guilty is available on Amazon Prime original version. There you go. <laughs> Didn't I say this? I thought I, I think said it's it. Okay, Did you? No, I, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Who the fuck knows it with this special? It's included in Prime, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> You're right. No, good that you mentioned it, though. <laughs> We're having this episode. Fun. Let's having go. Fun. <laughs> so, Old Man and the Gun, written and directed by David Lowery, who mm-hmm. is now doing The Green Knight, oh. which, uh, oh, your reaction gave it away. We got to see that recently. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about that next week. But um, what a delight of a film, The Old Man and the Gun, and especially for people who love and respect Robert Redford the same way uh, that I do. Because I love that dude. But it's so many great films. I'm still still so surprised by your love for um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. See, I I, I always love these discussions with you because i don't think i've ever mentioned my love for sundance butch cassidy sundance kid with you i like that we, film we've talked about this multiple times dude <laughs> no we have definitely not talked about butch yes, cassidy I mean, and sundance kid definitely times. maybe not in the podcast but we've talked Never. about this like once or twice yeah yeah i yeah, don't yeah. think so yeah, of course that's how i know it <laughs> <laughs> how else would i notice <laughs> well you i think you, you you must be mistaken you must be wrong i, I mean i like it's that a blind film. guess uh, <laughs> I don't think no, we I, talked about this. I don't know how, because I think I mentioned this that I watched it and you were like, oh, dude, I loved it. And then we talked about a couple of scenes, I think, especially like the ending. And you, you professed your love for this movie. I remember you when you saw this film and you talked about it when we got, when we had like a sneak and you mentioned that you finally understood like the references that you saw mm-hmm. like in South mm-hmm. Park or whatever. But I, Maybe. yeah. I mean, we digress as we like to do. As always, as always, yeah. But, I mean, it's a fair film to bring up because Redford, like, obviously, The Sting, Butch Cassidy mm-hmm. and the Sundance Kid, he did a film called Quiz Show, who, right. w- which he directed. One of my favorite films, but unfortunately, has more than 50,000 ratings. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I snuck it in there. You know, I snuck it in there. Sure. Um, and so many other films, I just find him uh, so charming. And David Lowery, he really did, like, um, uh, 
I wouldn't maybe like a love letter to his career with this mm-hmm. film because it is about an old uh, an old guy with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, like an old. Um, I mean, it says it's based on a true story, right? Which I think they maybe take it. They took some liberties, maybe. I think it's based like on a news article, and then they kind of invented a backstory to that news article, right? Pretty much. So it's basically about the most charming criminal gangster out there because it's a guy. I mean, he all he can do is like rob banks and do shit with his old friends and uh, get caught. He gets caught and then he goes to prison and then he breaks out again and just just a cycle that goes uh, that starts over again. And in this film, it's like a ninety minute film again it's just, with fantastic music. It's like a f- that that movie is a is a comfort blanket for me. With the music, with the actors in it, Casey mm-hmm. Affleck in it too, who's the detective that's hunting him, and Sissy Spacek as a love interest. Um, <laughs> and there's even like, they show clips of his old movies, like when they yeah. talk about his character and uh, they actually use clips of his old movies as like a little Easter egg or whatever. It's just, it is a love letter to his career and it's, it's, it's so good, man. I love that film. <laughs> saw it multiple times. It's pretty good. And I think they also use a clip from, I think, The Chase, it's called. <laughs> also, I guess a bit of an honorable mention here, under 50K, uh, with <laughs> Marlon Brando. Oh, good do movie. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, pretty much at the end, because, you know. Right. Like, clips of him being young and being in trouble, and The Chase about him breaking out of prison, and Marlon Brando is the sheriff in the town. See, I haven't seen that one. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I think you'd like it. I'm sure it would. Sure would. <laughs> and also, of course, the voice himself. Um, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> just Freeman? Lost it. No, no, no. <laughs> Tom Waits. In this. Right. Yeah. Danny Glover. Lovely little film. That um, really, um, that really got me. That's yeah. my whatever eight. I don't know. Uh, Tom Waits is going to make an appearance later on. Oh, oh gosh. You okay? Sure. Maybe we'll get to it. We'll no. get to it. Yeah. All right. I don't right. know which one you're talking about. Um. So I think it's my seven. That's just, yeah, go on. <laughs> Which is a movie that I watched again today, because why not? And it's 20th Century Women, a movie that we saw in a sneak like five years ago. Wow. I think it came out in 2016. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite sneaks, like memories. It might not have been like the best movie of all, but I, I just enjoyed this movie so much because once again, it's a movie that I wasn't looking forward to. I wasn't paying it much attention. But it was just uh, such a good experience, you know? Yeah. Since it is just about a couple of people living in the same house in, I think, 1979. And it's uh, mainly about a single mother and her child and her not being completely able to deal with his, uh, her son, you know, not knowing how to teach him, you know, how to grow up. Since especially their dad isn't with them and can kind of ask the whole house of their tenants and other people to help her raise this kid you know to give him some advice to be there for him and it starts among others and as uh, Annette Benning as the mother or Elle Fanning as a friend or Greta Gerwig uh, but yeah Greta Gerwig which is so strange to see her as an actress but I think she's really fucking good in this well she started off as an actress didn't she yeah sure but now she's like no, taking of off as, as, a, as a director yeah which is great for her I mean but it's also good Billy Crudup, Crudup, Crudup? Yeah, Crudup, Crudup. Yeah. And as the kid, Lucas Jade Zuman, I think his name is. <laughs> sure. Is that- I have no idea. And I thought this kid was re- would uh, really take off, you know, after 20th Century Women. Sadly, he didn't, I think, but 
I think he's just great in this. Yeah. And I what I, an aspect of this movie that I love so much is the music. Since uh, Greta Gorbis' character uh, kind of tries to connect with the kid with music and punk music and the talking heads and uh, music that I love as well. And it's just so cool to to see. And I recently saw a an interview with uh, Jeff Bridges talking about uh, Tarantino. And the first time he saw like Pulp Fiction, him took it's it was like a bit of an awakening, you know, to see something so different once again. He hadn't had this since he listened to uh, the Talking Heads in the seventies, right? And I kind of get this. It's such a special band. It's such a cool soundtrack, and I love the way they tell the story, which is not just to you know show it progress normally, but then they kind of cut in with. Uh, focusing on their character and like when they were born and how did they end up where they're now and I think it's yeah something that I talked to a couple of people like dude I really love this movie but I don't think any of them have seen it have yeah. seen it except for the people that I saw it with in cinemas like you for example right there's a I don't know why but a quote from that film uh, mm-hmm. has stayed with me uh, sure. for all this time which rarely mm-hmm. happens but it's like I think um it's the I think it's the mother looking at pictures from them like um, partying or whatever, and she goes like I'm na- mm. never I'm never able to see my son in his element because as soon as she is it something like that as soon as yeah, she's I, there he's gonna change obviously right right I think she talks with Greta Gorwick because she was out with the kid right she's like yeah I'm so jealous because I'll never see him in this natural state I right. think she says right that's a beautiful quote. and then yeah she she gives him a photo to kind of. Let her see what he's like when he's not being watched by his mom, you know, when yep. he can be himself. Yep. Yeah, you're right. That's a beautiful moment. Yep. By the way, uh, Old Man and the Gun <laughs> is on Amazon. <laughs> I love this. Um, uh, available for four bucks. <laughs> uh, How about yours? How about 20th yours? 20th Century Women is up f- uh, for grabs. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> up for I- grabs. <laughs> be quick. I don't know what, what's be coming quick. out. <laughs> Out of my mouth right now. Uh, I think also four bucks, but also included in the Art House subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're back. It's like Disney Plus. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just would love to be sponsored. I need money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody, anybody. Um, so uh, that's my seven. I mean, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I didn't love this as much as you did. I remember okay. Maxi loved this one too. I think this might mm-hmm. have been up there on his sure. ranking. I think it was maybe higher up there. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I love that moment that I mentioned. But other mm-hmm. than that, um, I thought it was fine. I don't want to bash it because I thought it was fine. You know, it didn't really, uh, you know, it didn't blow me away. It didn't blow me away. I think it's it's got some nice messages about like uh, feminism and uh, sexuality and being open about you know talking about a couple of things, especially when you're young and not being used to such talk and people who grew up uh, grew up without saying i don't know menstruation which is a, a scene in this uh, movie uh and it kind of becomes awkward if you don't just you know let it out there's nothing bad about those words you know <laughs> i mean i didn't grow up uh, with ma- with menstruation you didn't <laughs> and poor you i love how you said that <laughs> for people <laughs> who didn't grow up with menstruation <laughs> you know just saying those words you I know what you. i mean i know i know what you, I, I, I like, knew what you meant yeah yeah sure Half past 11, uh, 12. No, I know what Midnight. you meant. I was just, Whatever. You know, just doing it. <laughs> it's 1 p.m. <laughs> um, right. Right. What's your seven? Let's do a quick one because I really don't want to say 
for the next film I'm going to talk about, basically we're, we have, we're going to have a bit of a a bit of an issue here because this is not available anywhere. You got to oh. seek out the DVD or Blu-ray, which I even haven't been able to do. Uh, like I don't even remember where I saw this, uh, but uh, right. it was like I've been trying to track down the TV, uh, the DVD or Blu-ray. But I'm going to talk about a film, and I don't want you to look this up or look up the trailer or anything. You're going to go by my recommendation. That's it, because the trailer for this film it gives away everything you want to. You, you don't want to know. Are you talking to me or the, the the listeners? Both, both. Okay, both. Because I would never look up a, a trailer. No, but even <laughs> even IMDb. <laughs> okay, okay. So the film is called The Hidden Face. I think it is Spanish. I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of the original oh, please one. Please do. Uh, well it's La Cara Oculta is that I think it's Spanish I think it's Spanish a bit more gusto no 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 you've had you you got what you what you wanted you can can say it you can say it I already forgot it (laughs) La Cara Oculta yeah 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 sure yeah so I'm gonna it's a mystery thriller from 2011 and mm-hmm. it's basically, I, for the first time, I don't really <laughs> want to tell you anything about the film. It's a kind of a creepy film, but not like a horror film. Okay. But there's people like, it's about a relationship and about someone testing a relationship. And okay. the thing she does to test the relationship goes horribly wrong. But it has like, there's a little, there's a thing involved in there. <laughs> I'm trying to stay as vague as possible. <laughs> you are, don't worry. Um, that makes it so fantastic. And I didn't, okay. I, I don't actually remember if I knew what was going on beforehand. I think I actually might have done. I mm-hmm. might knew it before because I, I did look up a trailer. And if you look at the comments, everyone goes like, don't watch this stupid trailer. <laughs> um, let's just leave it at that. Take if if my word means anything to you, and it uh, I okay. don't know why it should, but uh, if it does for whatever no, reason, <laughs> no, I'm being self-deprecating. You know, uh, I'm, it, no, it doesn't I, work if you call yourself out, but sure. I needed to because you didn't jump on the train. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, just one more time the title, and can you just tell me when and where it's set, and could you at least compare it to another movie, like the the vibe that you got from it? So it's called the Hidden Face, mm-hmm. La Cara Oculta. Sure. And it's it's from 2011 and it is set in the cur- in the present time. Okay, sure. And um I t- what what would I compare this to? Um just from the just from the vibe, you know. Like a typical Spanish thriller? <laughs> sure. Like this is Cretos de I have no idea. Is it Cretos de Sojos? Oh, well, beautiful. that's a bit darker. I mean, darker. Okay. This one has like a playful element in it that isn't playful for the characters in it, but it is playful for the viewer. Oh man, I'm I'm happy with that with that description. I'm happy with that description because that actually so makes confused. sense. I, I don't know what <laughs> I would you be fu- expect. I would okay. be too. Sure. I don't even know. I, I I'm trying to think what I could tell you in order to entice you to watch it. But I, I the, the the thing, the main thing, what makes this film great is the thing that I don't want to talk about. Sure. I mean, you want to stay as vague as possible, and and you did. So, yeah, yeah. I I I'm interested, but so it ba- I okay. mean, it, it, so the to, girlfriend, the girlfriend. No, no, I, I, no, 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 I, no, I got something. I got something. Okay, the girlfriend. 
<laughs> no, actually, I don't want to period. say that. <laughs> the girlfriend menstruation, yes. Um, I mean, period as an end of sentence. But I got true. you. Yes, I got you. I was making another <laughs> one of those jokes, you know. What's ah. your next film? What's your next film? Watch The Hidden Face. Take my word for it. Don't look up anything. It's an hour 37. It's a, it's a mystery thriller that's going to, I think, hopefully blow you away if you don't know what's happening. I'm interested, but yeah, I mean, it's always hard if it's available nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about Edmund, same fucking problem there. There's a French Blu-ray. I tried to, <laughs> to buy that once. <laughs> there we go, people. Work. Yeah. The French Blu-ray. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm going to Google. Yeah. Um. Sure. What do you okay. got? What do you got? Uh, My number six, which is a movie that I'm so surprised that it didn't get more attention, didn't get more award buzz and you know, didn't get more love. And I'm not even sure if you've watched this, or even though you love the director, I think. Here we go. There we go. It is by Steven Soderbergh, and it's Che, part one and two. I put them together as one, as they should be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Yeah, no. Uh, che, it's about Che Guevara, uh, the, the revolutionary from, of course, Cuba, and then from his later adventures, let's call it that. Sure. And it's part one and two, and I've put them together since I think this is supposed to be watched as one, but they split it in two because otherwise you would be watching a five-hour movie and nobody has that kind of attention span. <laughs> and I gotta say, I do prefer the first part just because I think it's a bit more interesting since the first part is about how Che Guevara and uh, Fidel Castro met in Mexico City and then set off to start the Cuban Revolution. And it's about them fighting this guerrilla warfare, and it's told both in that timeline and also further in the future where Che Guevara has a, has a, has a talk first of all with his interpreter played by Oscar Isaac and sorry of course Che Guevara is portrayed by Benicio del, Benicio del Toro also I know maybe known from, uh, known from uh, Leaving Las, Le- Lo- Loving Las Vegas is that Fear and Loving in Las Vegas Fear and Loving in Las Vegas thank you so much <laughs> And Sicario and so many other cool things. And also in the new Steven Soderbergh movie, which I have yet to watch. Yeah, no um, sudden move. Available on right. Amazon Prime. Yeah, for 14 bucks. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, but this is great. And sorry, he talks to his interpreter where and when he first, I think, visits the UN. And then gives a great talk there, actually. I mean, I, he's a controversial figure, Che Guevara. I mean, there's fucking t-shirts of him. And he's been part of a very authoritarian government. I mean, it was a liberation. It was something that uh, people were oppressed or but still, was it right to kind of substitute with another government? Was everything they did necessary? But I think it just shows his life and how interesting he was as a person. And then the second part is about him after the revolution and what he did afterwards. And I think this is such an interesting movie. I mean, he's a controversial figure. I think most people don't even know what he actually did. And I think this would be great to kind of give you an insight into that. I don't know how incredibly accurate this is. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's got some incredible performances, some great shots uh, being filmed out in the jungle. And it's, yeah, it's great. I love this movie and I'm so surprised that it hasn't gotten more love because I think it hadn't, didn't get any like big nominations. It, I knew very few of actually know people that I know that actually watch this movie and I'm I was blown away by it I thought it was great well these kind of bio I don't know if it's a biopic but these kind of films sure, usually yeah. don't get much uh, attention 
Yeah, I mean, they're big biopics. I mean, no, for sure. I mean, Soderbergh is a, is a big director big too. Yeah. I mean, I did the Oceans trilogy and Aaron Brockovich and, and mm-hmm. many, many other things. Traffic. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't watch this. I, I, it never really uh, was of much interest to me. I don't know why. These types of films, I, I need to be in a certain mood for them and that rarely happens. But uh, So I can't really say anything about it. But um, I know that the director is uh, someone that I really like and, and obviously del toro is great and uh, by yeah. the way it is uh included in prime but only in german only in german yes i mean if you're from another country than like austria or germany maybe check it out maybe it is on even on your netflix we yeah. don't know we don't know um but yeah I, I yeah good performances i checked this out because first of all i really was in very i was really interested in Che Guevara, and I loved and do still love Benicio del Toro. And I think it's got a very small cameo in part one by uh, Matt Damon. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's my number six. Uh, yeah, in all, my, in all this confusion, I, I just realized that um, I haven't talked about my nine yet because of, uh, of all this. I apologize to the listeners out sure. there for this confusion. I think nobody would have noticed if you hadn't. I know brought that's it just up. me <laughs> being, uh, you know. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be accurate to my list, you know. <laughs> sure. So I forgot to talk about um, murder in the first. Mm. Right. I know that. I think the same person that uh, has seen Green Butchers likes that film too. So I don't know if you've seen it. Is that right? Yes, I think so. Have you seen that film, Murder in the First? Uh, I have. I ha- You're right. Yeah, she does really like this movie. I just remembered. I actually saw it with her. The, the, what's it called? What's the prison called? Alcatraz. Alcatraz. The Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who that was, but if you know it, then I did my job. <laughs> I, f- I thought it was good. Thank you very much. Um, I did the cage part, uh, the other one, you know? I, I did... Uh, I quoted Cage, did now do? I did the other one. Well, yes, in the Cage special. I did oh, my Cage did impression. Say? I'm not going to read. No, no, no. I'm not going to oh, read that do. one. No, 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 no. Okay. It was the, you got to have to watch, you got to have to listen to the Cage special again. Sure. <laughs> Where we talk about The Rock and then you can, uh, you know. <laughs> so anyway. So murder in the first. Murder in the first. <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, so this is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. no, just, gonna, just go with the flow. Go with the flow. It's going to end up like the Matt Damon special, dude. <laughs> yeah, just with less alcohol. <laughs> Murder in the First, a movie from 1995, uh, directed by Mark Rocco, written by Dan Gordon. And this is a film about... Uh, the main actor is Kevin Bacon, who um, is uh, gets sent to Alcatraz because... Um, I don't even remember what the first thing he was accused of is. Do you remember why why he's there? I suppose murder. Well, yes, but th- he gets <laughs> accused of murdering someone in Alcatraz then, a fellow inmate. There's this scene where he murders someone. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think if I, I remember, don't remember. Correctly, yeah. It's been like at least seven years since I last saw this. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that those that's not really the most important thing, but Christian Slater <laughs> also comes in then and, and he's trying to um, defend Kevin Bacon, who... Um, once again, I try, I'm trying to be politically, uh, uh, what's the word? Politically. Correct. Correct. I don't know what his condition is, but he's very, very, um, uh, you know. Traumatized. Traumatized. Oh. Yes. That he's very, very traumatized of all. I, I forgot if he had like a, an illness or if it was just the trauma 
itself. It's been a while for me too. I'm but, not sure, yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to basically break him in a good way and trying to, to figure out what happened and, and all the things that he had to endure while being a prisoner in Alcatraz. And for whatever reason, uh, I really, really... I was really, really impressed by this film and especially by Kevin Bacon's performance because he is this sort of, as you said, this traumatized guy who um, you just feel for and you want to help him uh, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, he did. Or Well, that that's not what the movie is about, whether or not he did it. It really <laughs> yeah. isn't. You see him do it, but it's about the conditions around him that made him do it, basically. And that they're really talking about the torture that... Um, he had to endure while in Alcatraz. Gary Oldman, certainly playing a, a villain in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, H. Macy is in this too, uh, William H. Macy. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. A yeah. Um, couple of great actors in there. Um, Arlie Ermey from Seven and from Full Metal Jacket, the instructor, <laughs> the drill sergeant or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's in this. And um, I, I don't think a lot of people know this film. So uh, it only has like twenty seven thousand ratings, and it is mm-hmm. like a it's, it's like a good. It's got some courtroom elements to it as well, which I I always love. So it's a nice little crime drama with courtroom elements about um, feature starring starring great actors and delivering great performances. So I, I really yeah. like that film. I am surprised that it has so few ratings, but it seems like a big movie that isn't. Yeah. So. No, he's it's a good shout he's, uh, he's uh, terrific, Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. in this. Uh, this is um, I don't think you can stream this anywhere, unfortunately. I actually there's a couple of special edition Blu-rays on Amazon. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> I thought about importing one from uh, Scandinavian countries. Then that now there's one in Germany for like thirty bucks. So I'm still waiting wow. to buy it. But mm-hmm. um, if it's on TV or whatever, it's certainly worth checking out. Uh, Murder in the first. I mean, I gotta say, talking about Blu-rays, I think every single one of my picks so far, except for Edmund, I've got on Blu-ray as well. Because they're fucking good movies. Yeah. What do you got next? We need to speed this up, I think. I have no idea where we are. This is ridiculous. But we're... we're, 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 (laughs) I think we're fine. We're we're, we're fine. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, my number five, Steven Universe. You... I I knew you (laughs) didn't think we could could, uh, go through this without me mentioning something animated. Sure. And this is, I think, the only show on my list... But it's Have something you special. Have before? Have I? I, I think don't know. Maybe, maybe very shortly. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. maybe. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Steven Universe. It's an animated show. It's by Rebecca Sugar, uh, one of the writers of Adventure Time. And if you love Adventure Time, I think you could also get behind this. It's not as wa- wacky and fucking acid trippy. But Steven Universe, it's about a boy with kind of superpowers living with gems like these alien beings who have superpowers and it seems very much like a kid show it is at times but it's got some very serious elements and what the cool thing is about the show as well is it really goes into without actually addressing it uh, gender identity which is a big part behind it and i think this is a cool thing that if kids watch it at an early age to learn what it's you know that gender identity is a, is a thing but you know it doesn't have to define you or you can define it yourself and it's got some really cool things like that in it but apart from it it's just fucking funny it's got so many good songs in there you know like disney kind of ish songs uh, and i do listen to them still from time to time <laughs> 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 um i think 
a couple of seasons used to be on Netflix. Maybe they still are. Otherwise, you can watch it on Prime, but only in German. Um, otherwise, you know, the internet is vast. I'm not saying anything, but there you go. <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever hear you say this. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is vast. I mean, that's a perfect way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, the the more I talk about it, the more uh, I think you're right. I think I've mentioned this before when we gave out uh, Netflix recommendations. Also, when I talked about Over the Garden Wall, but yeah. Oh well, uh, this is my five. What's yours, dude? You keep going on with these numbers. I have no idea what my numbers are anymore. Okay, what's what's your next pick? Next Let's one we that. have one of my favorites, Hidden True. Gems. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Where the truth lies. Where oh, the truth no lies. Idea. So this is a film go. written and directed by Adam Agoyan, who's, um, I think he's a Canadian filmmaker whose films are all worth seeking out. I haven't seen all of them, but the ones I have seen were great. He did films called Exotica. He did um, The Sweet Hereafter, starring Ian Holm, the guy Sorry, who, what's, yeah, what's Exotica again? That seems so familiar. It's about a, a young girl who's a, I don't, a stripper at, at, a, at a strip club and... Um, Someone who's trying to maybe uh, save her from that, if I remember correctly. Okay, I think maybe I've just heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, he also, I mean, my God, I'm looking through his IMDb now. He did, <laughs> um, as I said, The Sweet Hereafter, which is probably most his acclaimed film. He did a film called Remember, which is on my honorable list today. I really think this is a film worth seeking out, starring Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. Um, a great film. But uh, for what... Uh, but on my list uh, is uh, Where the Truth Lies because um, I don't think most people have heard of this film and it stars, um, once again, Kevin Bacon, uh, another mm-hmm. appearance on my list, and Colin uh, Firth and Alison Lohman. So Alison Lohman, the one from Matchstick Men, plays mm, Nick okay. Cave's daughter. The girl, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and this is about a couple of um, uh, sort of... Uh, what was it, a late night uh, showbiz duo played by Colin Firth and Kevin Bacon. And they were celebrities in the, back in the day. And Alison Lohman's character is a journalist who, um, after their fame, is sort of investigating a murder that happened that um, those two guys are associated with that happened around them. And she's trying to figure out what happened all these years ago, basically. And she goes, she, she sort of um, meets Kevin Bacon's character and... Uh, tries to get information out of him, then she gets Colin Firth and tries to get information out of him because they're not really, um, I don't think they're friends anymore, if I remember correctly. And then obviously the, the trio sort of, uh, their, their storylines intertwine. And it is this sort of crime, it's this murder mystery that uh, okay. the film is about, but also just a great character study on these two guys, especially um, who have a very, very interesting relationship. I uh, don't want to give uh, too much away there, but... Uh, this film, uh, you know, I, I always keep a list of recommendations and, <laughs> and like really like hidden things. This film has like 17,000 ratings on IMDb. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's no, once again, no streaming way of watching this. Sure. Um, yep. I think it's on DVD. I still, um, I, I, I watched this at a friend's place. So uh, the same guy with the Blu-ray collection. He showed me this film and um, man, oh man. That was a, one of my favorite recommendations that uh, was given to me. And it's called Where the Truth Lies. Um, once again, the less you know, the better. I think I didn't say uh, too much. Uh, uh, it's great. When did this come out? Because, you know, the girl from Mesh Stigman isn't... Yeah, 
that old? This was in 2005. So it's about okay. two years after Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men is that old? Yeah, 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was newer. Interesting. Well, we talked about this in the, in the documentary of Matchstick Men, the making of. She's like much younger than she... Oh, no, sorry. She's older in older, real life than yeah, she yeah, right. plays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she, she looks a lot younger than she actually is, Alison Lohman. Interesting, yeah. Dude, this is one of... I, I can't stress en- enough how... Uh, <laughs> How worth this movie is, uh, what am I trying to say? How worth it is to seek out this film? Sure. I'm glad that we are going to put in some names in the description so I can look look them up later. Yeah. Look up everything except the hidden face. (laughs) I don't don't know how to watch it then. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Might have to borrow the DVD from you. Yeah, I don't even have that yet, but oh, wow. uh, yeah. okay. right, that's the right. one that's the, the, there's a French Blu-ray, but whatever. Once again, I digress. Where the Truth Lies, it has a six next to my list, so um, yeah, it, it was my six when we started this list. Sure. Terrific film, by the way. Did I mention <laughs> that? <laughs> what do you got? What's your next one? Uh, my number four, something that I talked about before as well, like very shortly, which is The Wind That Shakes the Barley by ah, Ken Loach. Of course. Uh I don't think I've ever gone in depth about this movie um, since it is it is an amazing film. It is an older film, but it's also not as well-known as it should be. Yeah, And it is by Ken Loach, like I just said. He's a big director now. He's done many things like uh, uh, Sorry We Missed You, I think it's called. <laughs> is that uh, a big thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was big like in the festival scene, at least. Well, he did Kes, didn't he? That's his most famous film. I haven't seen it to be honest, but he's done like one or two other like big things that I can't think of right now. Anyway, he's a big director from England, I think. And the Winter Shakes of Bali like awakened my awoke, awoke my interest in uh, Ireland. And it's with Killian Murphy, an actor that I adore, uh, Patrick Delaney, in one of the leading roles, and with Liam Cunningham, also very much known now <laughs> from uh, uh, Game of Thrones, of course. And this movie is about a dude in the revolution. No, no, in Game of Thrones, so that people picture, oh, sorry. can picture his face. The, the Onion Knight. <laughs> what? No, what's, what's his, his name? name? Sir Davos, or wasn't it? Ah, uh, Devos, yeah, Sir Davos. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. He's also <laughs> called The Onion Knight. <laughs> sure. His insignia is an onion. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about the Irish Revolution, like very much the early days, uh, which took place in the early 20th century. And Cillian Murphy is part of that. He like leaks, uh, like sees the abuse some of the uh, English soldiers deal to uh, like the Irish people, and he he's sick and tired. And he and many other people kind of form this militia and you know perform raids. And it's it's got some so amazing scenes and amazing shots since it's filmed out way in the country in Ireland, which got some of the most beautiful like scenery for me at least, mm-hmm. like these. Uh, like huge like hills and fucking grass and like flowers like as far as the eye can see it's beautiful and there's this amazing scene which i love because there's a spot called curling with uh you know those it's kind of it looks like a mixture of like rugby cricket and baseball maybe <laughs> or rugby sure. cricket is kind of you can picture something there's they got this very special bats they hold and hit the ball with and then they kind of used that, and apparently they actually did that back in the day to, you know, simulate a rifle to when they trained 
out in the fields so where nobody could see them. And if they did, you know, they just had fucking crickets. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not cricket bats, curling bats. Right. And it's so well fucking acted. And I love those scenes. You just feel like you were there and you're part of this. And you just see this unfold. And it's got such heartbreaking scenes. And it's so well made. And it's a movie that I would never have seen if it hadn't been recommended by one of our teachers back in the day. And yeah, yeah love it to this day. Yeah, I haven't seen a, this. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. no, no. no. Sorry, go, sorry, ahead. Sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off there, so I'm sorry. No, no. I just okay. want to say it's not available on any fucking platform as far <laughs> yeah, as I could see brilliant. it. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I haven't seen this film, but uh, from the moment I met you, this was a film that you talked about. And um, you lucky bastard, it's got 48,400 ratings. I know. Because <laughs> there's so many films that I wanted to talk about that have like 55,000 ratings and things. Even like it, Dude. Yeah. There's one coming up which got 49,642. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so it might be it might not be up to the um, might not be no, no, that's, you know, that's, yeah, current yeah. in a we'll week we'll count it we'll count it we'll count it yeah because um, after the surge it gets the ratings that we'll add <laughs> and our, our listeners are going to add to it by the way Ken Loach the, maybe the one that's most commonly known nowadays is I Daniel Blake I Daniel Blake that's a big one as well right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no The Winter Chicks of Barley I, I need to see this I haven't seen it I haven't seen yeah, it yeah it's great so, I yeah. think I still got the DVD lying around somewhere great I by the way, you still have, have the lost game, in a move. right? You still have my Blu-ray. Speaking I still do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah, you yeah, need? Yeah. Should I come by? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it on the record, right? <laughs> Another little break coming up. Uh, <laughs> 45 minutes later. There you, go, there you, <laughs> you go. just hear me in your microphone. <laughs> 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 um, we'll keep all the dead air in, like 45 minutes. <laughs> <and> you, just <laughs> you take the microphone with you. <laughs> I just saw a rat walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing I've seen all week. <laughs> right. Uh, ready to move on? Because uh, I, I, I don't even know how long this is going to take. Uh, this is going to be. Number five, or whatever, I'm sorry, Three Identical Strangers. I can't believe it. I'm going to talk about a documentary. Have you seen this one? Uh, no. no. What? No. Three no. Identical Strangers. Interesting, yeah. So this is on Amazon. I actually mm-hmm. own the Blu-ray. I okay. imported it from the UK, as I like to do. <laughs> I think it was nominated for Best uh, Documentary. I don't think it won. Maybe it did. I'm looking it up as we speak. Okay. Um, oh, it was nominated for an Emmy? What the hell? Okay, whatever. Why was it nominated for an Emmy? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Another one of those uh, <laughs> film slash documentaries where uh, there's things you don't need or you shouldn't know beforehand. But, as always, I'm here for you to tell you all the ne- just the necessary <laughs> things. So this is about, obviously, it's a true story, a documentary. It's from 2018. Would be great if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like The Office, like a fake documentary. So it's from 2018, directed by Tim Wardle. And it is about the story of three young men who find out or figure out during the course of their youth, or I think it was like at college or whatever, mm-hmm. that they have identical twins. And even there's three of them even. And they, they didn't grow up together, right? So uh, when, okay. when, when he goes like to college, everyone greets him as if he was there before. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Only to, um, to realize that um, his uh, identical twin was there before. And uh, oh, he has an weird. identical twin. Yeah. And... That is not what the documentary even... That's not even where it sort of 
ends, it's got mm-hmm. so much more than that that I'm not going to give away. There's, it's so interesting what they reveal. It's honestly, it's one of those things where, um, what's the saying? Life is stranger than fiction. Um, sure. You couldn't come up with this. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like, there's some quote unquote twists in there that are like, uh, you know, that are better than <laughs> like uh, fictional films. Sure, it's yeah. It's amazing. So, Three Identical Strangers, um, probably my favorite documentary of the last years. And uh, it's only got 32,000 ratings on IMDb, so I thought I'd pluck it on the list. Uh, it's I love definitely this. worth yeah. seeking out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not available anywhere, or sorry, is it also? No, it on, is on Amazon. It is on, on Amazon. Amazon. I'm so sorry. I yeah, don't right, think right. it's included, but um, let's look it up. Let's look it up. <laughs> Three Identical Strangers. I did look. Yeah, it's uh, four bucks. Everything is four bucks. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if it's sure. in it's it's in English as well. Perfect. Nice. I mean, I, yeah. Perfect. So um yeah. That's my whatever. What do you got? Well, you're gonna get a kick out of this. My number three is a documentary as well. Yeah. Which is which doesn't which doesn't happen a lot with me. But this is also one of my favorite documentary documentaries in recent times. Thank and I, I don't is. watch a lot of them. Oh please, I'd love a guess. I, I, I was going to look it up if this has less than 50,000 ratings. Apollo so 11? No, is it Apollo 11? No, no, it's an honorable. Is it Won't You Be My Neighbor? Nope, I haven't seen that. Okay, okay, sorry, what is it? It's Jiro Dreams of Sushi. <laughs> yes, sure. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen this, but I... It's amazing. Yeah, I thought it's, this would have way more ratings than that. I thought so as well. It's got like 28, maybe. 34. I, I wrote this. 34, yeah. there we yeah. go, yeah. Um, it doesn't, and I think this is like one of the best, well, or one of the well, wellest made. Can't fucking talk. It's a Most very well made. Well made. <laughs> it's a well made documentary, and also like the other one you mentioned, it's even got some twists and turns towards the end that I didn't expect, especially from this kind of documentary. Yeah, but it's about Jiro, who is said to be the best sushi maker in the world. He's got this very little restaurant in a subway station it's very small it's got like five maybe ten seats if if at all and he just has this fucking technique and he they show how much time and training goes into that and how much training he demands from his students it's like first couple of years i don't think you even get paid and you just do like dishes and menial work and learn it uh, in fury and then even then after years you are finally allowed to do like an egg roll and then you got to do it perfectly and he doesn't tell you what you did wrong he just tells you that's not good enough until you get it fucking perfect like take you through the steps of like doing this and that and the fucking craziest things that he's come up with and the perfect technique and his sons who have also part of his uh part of his shop now and one of them has made uh, like opened up his own one which is i think supposed to be the second best sushi restaurant in the world which is also in a subway station and it's just identical to his but it's you know it's mirrored you know <laughs> it is you go in on the left and you go in on the right it's so fucking well made and it not just if you love sushi it's just the craft that goes in it the perfection somebody tries to do something so many times until it is perfect which yeah. is i think so satisfying to watch and sweet because this man is so fucking old and <laughs> he's done this his whole life and yeah. He has done it, and now he can say he's the best at it. And yeah, I think this is beautiful. The music is great in this. It just really underlines the emotional tones. Um, yeah, it's included in Prime, I think, even. 
in yeah. its original version. No, unfortunately, from what no? I just looked at, the, the German version is included, but the uh, original one you have to pay oh, four bad. bucks But for. I think it's, I mean, German version. It could be that it's, I think, anyway, just in, in, in Japanese with subtitles. Right, right, right. So right. maybe it's just German subtitles. Yeah, I haven't seen this. I've heard nothing but great things about it. And I'm always like fascinated how they could possibly make a story about... Uh, a guy who makes sushi that interesting or great? It's got a fucking no. story behind it. I know. It's, yeah, it's I haven't crazy. seen it. It must be amazing. But uh, um, I actually want to see this. As a, yeah. I love sushi. <laughs> Shout out to David Gelb. David Gelb. I don't know how you, from where he's from. Yeah. I think this has been nominated or has won an Emmy as well for Best Documentary. What's going on with these Emmys? Is that like for I not theatrical no releases maybe? If they're, maybe, if they're or just maybe on TV? They've got different criteria i have no idea yeah maybe could be um yeah so yeah that's um, my pick i'm so glad that you also have a documentary yeah. on your list try to you know add some variety sure <laughs> keep them on their toes have you have have you had a show no so i was far? just about to say i okay, don't have a go. show i don't have ah. a show i do rate my shows but i don't have one other than normal people that has less than fifty thousand ratings that i would include in this list Fair enough. Yeah, I think I also took Steam Universe because I was so surprised that it had, that it had less than fifty thousand because it's got quite a big fan base. But yeah, yeah. So I think I have two things left. Is mm-hmm. that right? That is right. I no maybe three. I think you have three things left because that was my three, and you start off the me, so you should have three as well. Yeah. No, I only have two things because I mentioned like my two before and. Uh... I've had Birth, I've had Murder in the First, Old Man of the Gun, The Hidden Face, Where the Truth Lies, Three Identical Strangers, The Green Butchers, The Guilty. That's weird. And now I have two more things. I think I'm right, right? (laughs) I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. So my next thing is... But then it's you who starts again. Yeah, because Shouldn't of all be this me? thing, like, yeah, but it, that's just because we did all this jumping around with, like, I, that's my two, let's talk about it now. I think that sort of uh, messed Maybe. up the thing. Because sure, I, who the fuck cares? This is a special episode, special rules apply. So you have three things left, though? I have two things left. Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> so then, but then it should be my two. It should be yours. Second yeah. thing first. Anyway, Very just weird. go ahead, just go ahead. I got anyway. last flag flying. <laughs> I wanted to watch this, and I think for some fucking reason, on Amazon Prime, it was age-locked. It was, and now it's not even on there anymore. Okay. I so remember you stupid. talking about this yeah. years ago. Yeah, when I, saw I really it. want to watch it. I saw this at the Viennale, at the mm-hmm. Viennese Film Festival, and it's probably my favorite. It's not a comedy, but it was mm-hmm. the funniest film I s- I've seen <laughs> at that festival. Okay. Um, directed by Richard Linklater. Um, mm-hmm. And starring, I mean, one of my all-time favorites, Steve Carell. Then you have Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishburne in there. So, a movie from 2017. It's got 24,000 ratings. I don't know what is going on. So, Last Flag Flying, it's about a guy, Steve Carell, who loses his son, who was... Um, in the military? Yes, thank you. That's the word. So he was, <laughs> his son was in the military and he was killed in the Iraq war. And um, Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne, they're all like veterans too. They served together in Vietnam. And Steve Carell's character, he has to um, 
or he reunites with his old friends in order to bury his son. So mm-hmm. they um, rekindle their relationship and um, obviously that war connection is uh, apparent, obviously, and uh, it's sure. them sort of, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a sad story. I mean, they're, they're driving towards the, uh, the grave and then taking, deciding what to do with his, with his body and um, an unbelievably sad story, but their relationship, I don't think this is based on a true story, but it, it's written by, by Richard Linklater, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on a book. So it's their relationship. There were so many genuinely funny moments in this and always fun, fun moments in sad moments sort of mm. get me most of the time when they're trying to make most of a, out of a dire situation and sort of cheering each other up. They're all struggling in their lives. They're all, uh, you know, going through shits and they're all sure. like there for each other basically. And it's really about, it's really a, a film about friendship scenes on there where I was literally like if this is acted I don't I, I remember I have to look this up when I when I saw this on, on Letterbox I, I think I wrote a review for this where I was literally like this is I have to look this up I forgot I did this hold on a second where was this because here, here <laughs> I love Steve Carell mm-hmm. it, uh, I, there we go I don't it, quote I'm quoting my own review once again I just said I don't care what anyone says Steve Carell is one of the best actors working today and that film sort of solidified that to me his performance in this is just amazing. I, give, I think he gives one of the most underrated performances of recent years in this film. Uh, and uh, Cranston is fantastic too, and, and so is Fishburne. I mean, I think his, Fishburne, he's like a priest or pastor or something like that, and he always goes like, uh, praise Jesus in every sentence, <laughs> which is uh, just uh, tickled me once again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. I know you do. I just said it because of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't even know. You need to watch You're- this. I know it's I, it's difficult too because I don't. Uh, there's also like a Blu-ray for this, but also mm-hmm. only like in the in Australia or whatever. Ah, Jesus! I mean, yeah. it's a good shout out. I would have loved to watch this. I don't know why it was age locked, and I don't know why fucking Prime has an age lock anyway because you need a fucking credit card to have a to have an account. Yeah. So obviously you're fucking eighteen or older. This just pissed me off so much. Yeah. Yeah. And this has no fucking reason to be age locked. There's nothing in there that warrants I an age lock. I think it just might have been a mistake. I think there was something else. I don't know what it was. I think, yeah, I think it was, uh, don't worry, he won't get far on foot, which was yeah. also age locked for a time. Okay. And then it wasn't anymore. Okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That's it, man. Last Like Flying, sure. one of my favorite recommendations, too. Uh, nice. More people need to see this. And there's a scene where on a train where they're all laughing. Mm-hmm. one of the funniest scenes I've seen in theaters nice so, yeah, yeah I gotta watch this definitely yeah. um, well my number two is by a director that I love and for some reason I wrote down by Lou Reed which is bullshit I think I just... <laughs> wow this is a hidden gem uh, wow <laughs> Lou Reed directed a film I thought of something else I don't know why I wrote down Lou Reed it's by Jim Jarmusch oh. a director that I adore <laughs> I know you don't like him very much no um, but he's one of my favorite directors. I've seen, I think, all of his movies except for one and two of his documentaries. It's Down by Law. It's one of his biggest movies, one of his breakout movies. And for some reason, it doesn't have 50K uh, in ratings. It's got yeah. 49,000, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever I just said earlier. Um, down I by think Law. That's down to the yeah. same reasons as, like, um, 
like uh, what would what were the films we excluded? Like the Kurosawa films, maybe, maybe, maybe but older I think kind of films could be, could be fair enough. But I, I think there are like big Kurosawa movies on there that have like I don't know five thousand ratings, yeah, yeah. which is bullshit. Um, but anyway, I mean, maybe, maybe fair enough. Maybe this should have been excluded as no, well. No, no, no. I'm not saying it because of that. I'm just no, no, yeah, sure. But I think it's just a forgotten movie as well. I think uh, Jim Jarmusch isn't a like big director for most people. I think if you are into his movies, you're into movies and especially like maybe a bit un- more unconventional movies. And this is the movie one well, of one of the movies that made me fall in love with this director. It's with Tom Waits. There we go. Uh, John Lurie and Roberto Benigni, and they're all arrested. I think uh, I think Tom Waits's character, John Lurie's character, it's been so many years, is um, framed for a crime, and the other two characters are nearby, so they all get thrown in jail, or maybe it was all because of different reasons. Anyway, they all get get uh, thrown in jail for some reason, and they're there, and they want to get out, and. It's so hard to talk about the plot, especially since I love Jim Jarmusch movies, this one included. It's less about the story and more about the ride. And it's so fucking funny. The characters are so uh, cartoonish in a way, especially Roberto Benigni's character. And I think it's so much worth a watch. I think this is... If you're like on the fence, you don't like artsy movies, quote-unquote, um, maybe this is the kind of movie that kind of transcends that and can make you interested in it. And I think you might even like this. Uh, it's hard to say, uh, since you really don't like uh, Jim Jarmusch, but I think he's got so many <laughs> great fucking gems that are so underrated because most people just aren't into You those think I like this sets. film? Or Maybe. I could, have seen this. You could. You have seen this. Okay, well, yeah, then yeah. you, I suppose, don't like it. I really, really don't like this film, but I really feel out of place. How come? What's, no, like, what's, I really, what's wrong with it in your opinion? Maybe I saw it in a bad state or whatever i remember mm-hmm. because a friend of mine is a huge jim jarmusch fan too and he showed me this film years and years ago and man i really don't i feel wrong talking shit about a film because it, maybe i was <laughs> in the, it just didn't work for me but sure who, who cares like you're definitely in the majority and people love that film people love jim jarmusch i, I the only film that i've seen from him that i really enjoyed was um, night on earth but um down by law didn't really do it for me, but uh, <laughs> dude, dude, as I said, this sure. is not about. I, I get it. This is not about sure. This, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is more in the like uh, artsy kind of way. That yes, the the way that people don't like their movies, yes, since it's less structured and yes. more about this journey, more about the interactions than about the story itself, especially 100%. the ending. One hundred percent. And I'm the I kind do, of guy who needs a little bit of structure. That's just, sure, that's, but I mean, they're great tastes. movies that you also love that aren't no, like right. Typical right. kinds of movies. But sure, I mean, there's a certain flair to it that you might have to appreciate. Yeah. And what a big part of that flair is the music, which is pretty much always fantastic in Jim Jarmusch, Jim Jarmusch movies. And here as well, Down by Law, the soundtrack is by Tom Waits and John Lurie. Yeah. They're both them. And yeah, they, they do some great songs Yeah, for this. So yeah, that's my yeah, guess. Yeah, it's too. on Prime. So I think four bucks it's on prime exactly it's even on the yep. in the original version yes sir you're right thank yes, you yes sir um yeah so the last thing i have written down on my list Let's which go. has a one next to it but we don't care about numbers um you talked about billy crudup um mm-hmm. in 20th century women right 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 my pick um stars billy crudup in the main in the 
I was about to say uh-huh. the titular role, but that's definitely not the case. But the main actor in my pick is uh, Billy Crudup. And it's a film directed by William H. Macy. We're uh-huh. going full circle yeah. here today. Full circle here today. I think you know this film. I don't think you've seen it, but you mm-hmm. remember me talking about this. Uh, if we're going to talk about hidden gems, we're <laughs> going to talk about this film. It's got, uh, got 18,000 ratings on IMDb. Okay. And it is rudderless. Mm. Yes, do you remember yes, this yes. film? I do. I think it got, I got it in my watch list somewhere. Is it somewhere? I own this on Blu-ray, and I think okay. I paid 28 euros for this because I Jesus. imported it from Australia, which was the only place that had this on Blu-ray. That's fucking commitment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think this maybe tells you how much I enjoyed this film. <laughs> uh, it's not available anywhere to stream, unfortunately, mm-hmm. at least from what I did, from what I found in my quick research. Um, so you're going to have to borrow my Blu-ray. Uh, but <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, to, to speak to everyone, like, come, come, over, come, over, come, over. <laughs> Do we still get that uh, person from the Philippines who listens to us? Sure. Um, right. We don't know if it's a VPN or, but yeah, sure. Maybe yeah. send us the postcard <laughs> and your address. We'll I'll, send I'll you ship it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll ship it over. <laughs> we just like it back in the next six months or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the time it takes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, Billy Crudup and Anton Yelchin, who I think you actually really like. Well, I think he's a good actor. Yeah. Was. Who sadly yeah. passed away. Um, by now five years ago already. Yeah. Um, in a freak the, accident. A freak accident, yeah. In a, I mean, one of the most talented uh, young actors working. Uh, but so, and uh, I mean, yeah. for me, <laughs> was that, a, was that, uh, I think he's I mean, a great he, actor. He's good. I, I don't think, I'm, I, I'm not sure if he was the tel- most talented of me. I mean, one of them, one of them. It's hard to tell. I mean, I sure. Definitely. There's so them. many good people out there. I mean, sure. he was good. I did enjoy him in quite a few things, but yeah. Well, this is the uh, film. Anyway, this anyway. Is the film. No, no, all good. This is the film that um, that's my favorite performance of his too. Because sure. Rudderless is about. Uh, now, there's also some things that I don't want to give away, as always. But uh, it's about a story. It's a story about a father who um, loses his son, and he finds a <laughs> box. Of, what's going on there? So, just the, the connection to Last Flag Flying. Yeah. You're right, you're right. <laughs> but he goes about it very differently because he finds um, some old tapes that his uh, son recorded of him singing. And what Billy Crudup's character does in order to um, cope with his um, struggles with grief, uh, he decides to go up on stage and perform the songs that his uh, son has written. So he goes mm-hmm. up on stage with a guitar and he goes like, um, this is a song that uh, my son wrote who recently uh, passed away. And he goes and sings it. Now, it's not Billy Crudup who sings it, from what I remember, uh, in my uh, looking up the trivia Aww. afterwards. But um, I think I think so. I hope I'm not. Like, you know, maybe it was him. <laughs> but uh, if I remember correctly, it's not let's, him. Let's keep the illusion alive. Yeah. But in from doing that, he meets Anton Yelchin's character, and they form a band. And he's like the old guy in the band, and uh, he's sort of getting a new lease uh, on life. I think that's the expression sort of uh, connecting and, and playing music with mm-hmm. that group of uh, young people. And it stars Selena Gomez. I mean, that's a, as about as mainstream as it gets. <laughs> um, and Billy, William H. Macy plays the bar, bartender in like a small part. And Felicity Huffman, who's uh, H. Macy's wife, he's in this, she's in this uh, as well as uh, Billy Crudup's uh, ex-wife. And, uh, or wife, I don't know, I think it's ex-wife. 
but man, oh man, this story, it, this film, it's got fantastic music. That soundtrack has been on my phone ever since I saw the film. It's got great music in there. It's a heartbreaking story that takes twists you don't quite expect. And it's one of my favorite performances, um, Billy Crudup as the grieving father. I mean, and you see him, like, the, there's so much depth in the things that he performs too. But because think about the whole, uh, think about it, think about that. You find old songs and you, mm-hmm. he just goes up on stage and performs them. And they're great songs, but he's like holding back tears and, uh, it's it's a sweet story, man. It's a beautiful, yeah, it sounds, beautiful story. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I, leaving out certain things too. So uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've recommended to me, uh, this to me a couple of times now, and I still gotta watch it. And yeah, it does sound pretty good. I think this is the first time I actually learned what it's about. Yeah. And yeah, I I gotta check it out. I always confuse Rudderless with Crazy Heart for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but I get I get that confusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not as old uh, as uh, Jeff Bridges is, I think. Sure. <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart is on Disney Plus. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on my yeah. watch list. I mean, I, well, yeah, once again, rudderless, unfortunately. I don't know where you can watch that, but uh, mm-hmm. if you can, the internet that, is vast. That's the problem with these underrated or like hidden gem yeah. lists. It's it's so cool when you yourself have found something like that, but it's so hard to recreate it or yeah. you know find them again 100% what do you got what's your last one my number one i think i even told you this because i was so unsure oh, if i, I about talked yeah, yeah, yeah. about this before is lucky by john Kerr lynch and i think i've told like the story of how we saw john Kerr lynch live when we did the Gyllenhaal special yeah uh but i am not sure if i've talked about the movie if i did i'm so sorry for repeating myself then again who listens to every episode? Maybe you've not seen the episode, heard the episode, so this might be news to you. Depth. I don't think you've gone into depth yeah. yet. I, don't, I just I think you mentioned so. it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Lucky is a movie that came out in 2017, so fairly new, and in the leading role, in the titular role, actually, uh, is Lucky, uh, played by Harry Dean Stanton, who was a big actor back in the day. He's done... If you watch like movies from the 70s, 80s, etc., you've, you've seen him. Probably quite a few times. He's been in a lot of things, especially since he lived to be over 90 years old. And this is one of the most beautiful things about this story, since it is pretty much very similar to the real Herodine Stanton, the character, uh, about a guy at the pretty much end of his life who is afraid to die because he's an atheist and has to kind of come to terms with that and has his life. He pretty much does the same thing every day and it's pretty much just about the topic of death and how to find closure with that or maybe not to find closure and it's got some very like ambiguous ambiguous thank you so much (laughs) i I want to say ambitious but that's not the word ambiguous that's very good uh ambiguous like uh imagery and scenes yes which kind of hint to like death and the afterlife and I, this movie spoke to me a lot since I like death is a topic that I think about a lot for some reason I'm kind of fascinated by it and I do have very similar views on it than the leading character does so I think this was just fairly special to me but I think this is a movie that could be very dear to many people but they just hadn't had a chance to see this since it wasn't like promoted that much I think as yeah. p- apart from like the festival scenes and it didn't play in a lot of theaters. If 
and any like big ones and i think this is just amazing like just him being about and talking about his life and being in part so open about how he is you know aware that he's about to die soon but also so terrified of it which is a depressing fucking talk you can have with somebody that age but it's something that a lot of people have to think about at some point and it's so interesting to get his view on it especially since the director uh said when we uh saw him at the festival like a lot of his behavior and mannerisms and things that he does in in the movie are based on the real, uh, real Henry Dean Stanton and I think this is what yeah. makes it so special and I mean what's so sad and poignant too is that mm-hmm. Harry Dean Stanton passed away in the same year that this film came out I think so. yeah even before it came out yeah in, yeah. in the post-production his very last movie it's yeah. so fitting it's such a beautiful end to well his life and his career uh, very similar to the old man the gun yeah for, I was just thinking uh, of it yeah but Robert, Robert he's going strong. He just turned he's 85 like a couple of days ago, still alive, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He still looks so good for his age, no, he though. he does. That's one good-looking man. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's my number one, I guess, in a way. Uh, it's very dear to me, but like Down by Law is also a movie that I adore. So, you know, yeah, it's hard with numbers with this list, but I think people should really check this out because nobody that I've talked to so far has even heard of this movie. And I think it deserves so much more love than it's has received so far and uh i mean uh, i'll let you have one guess it's available on prime for four bucks it is on prime <laughs> i even wrote this down thank you so much yeah, yeah. for reminding me <laughs> even everything the original version yeah, yeah everything's four bucks these days apparently and every, pretty much everything that we've talked about if it is on, available it is on prime yeah so. nothing's on netflix yeah that's what I've, yeah. I've always been saying that prime has the better f- hidden gems than if netflix. you are willing to pay extra money yes that's kind of the thing netflix you can just you know yes. you know click through and see whatever is there but with but prime I you mean, gotta either yeah find something on purpose because you're looking for it or you got smaller like range in what is included especially just the interface it's just so much easier to browse for things on netflix i guess but sometimes even the good things are included in prime like the hidden ones sure. sometimes in rare occasions but yeah, I so, think yeah. I think that's it, right? Do we have like so. honorables? A couple. Um, Let's rattle example, through these. I'll rattle through them. Daria, which is a uh, like sorry, Daria. That's Daria. a show and an, an animated show from the nineties. It's pretty much as old as me. Uh, played back on MTV back in the day. Yes, very good. Um, Ladem um, or whatever, how you ever pronounce it. <laughs> I'm Beer sorry. Skin. Ah! Beer skin. Yeah, I love sure. this movie. It's got like 7,000 ratings. Oh, that's a great shout. Yeah, Quentin I want to put it on my list, but uh, I wasn't sure if we talked about it before. We, I don't, yeah, at the Viennale special. Yeah, uh, yeah, that could Pretty be. Pretty sure we did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a great pick. Uh, Princess Kaguya. I've already talked about this, I think, at some point. There's the princess. Although it's not something uh, new. Love this movie. Great Studio Ghibli movie. Over the Garden Wall, of course. The Red Turtle. Um, yes. Dick, uh, sorry, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. <laughs> you talked about this one too. <laughs> I could be uh, El Clan, which we watched together. Oh, really enjoyed that one. We watched that together. Yeah, uh, Top Kino. I thought I watched this with someone else, but yeah, sure. No, no. Take your word for it. Pre- I remember it the us. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Old Man the Gun, of course. Uh, Stranger in Paradise, one of the very first movies uh, Jim Jarmusch ever did. Uh, also, uh, Midnight Train. Oh, sorry, Mystery Train. Yeah. Klaus uh, Assis Marie, well, talked, already talked about this. Uh, an American Crime, which I recommended to you, which is a very fucked up movie based on a real story. Um, what was that one again? Uh, with Elliot Page, the girl who was 
oh, locked. I actually watched away. this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's dude. Yeah, that's too. another great pick, though. <laughs> that's one of the few hidden gems I gave to you. Yeah, you're right. I actually remember that discussion. Yeah, yeah. Such a fucked up movie. Christ. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think I like the movie, but I hate remembering it because it's yeah. horrible. Yes. Uh, but go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be on Prime. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is, yeah. Um, then, of course, they got all the Japanese movies like Seppuku, Sanjuro, etc. Yeah. Proof, we talked about it in the Jailhouse special, so sure. leave it out. And Pieces of a Woman, which was too recent. But amazing. Yeah. That's that doesn't my list. have more than 50k? Uh, not so far. Pieces of a Woman. Yeah, you're right. I forgot how many. But, you know, it's it's came out this year, so it hadn't had a fair shot so far. Yeah. I only got yeah. a couple down because I, uh, you know, uh, The Brothers Bloom, which has 49,875 ratings. Perfect. Okay. Ryan Johnson film about two uh, con men. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen that film? It's a great film. I think you've talked about it once before. Not in a podcast, but I think when we talked about Ryan Johnson, you mentioned it. Yeah. Or I might be off. Maybe. Yeah. It's like a con men who like do a lot of great tricks uh, to uh, brothers, obviously. And then uh, Rachel Weiss enters frame. Uh, <laughs> then we have um, The Grand Seduction. Okay, no idea. Which, uh, I mean, terrific film with uh, Brendan Gleeson and mm. Taylor Kitsch about a dentist at a small like uh, fishing village. Uh, sorry, not a dentist, a doctor, a young doctor who uh, charms everyone's hearts in a fishing okay. village. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot two honorable mentions, and I'm going to be so surprised if it's not going to be on your list. But okay. you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I only have uh, uh, one, actually, because mm-hmm. remember we already talked about, that's that other Adam Agoyan film with Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which has, I think, less than 10,000 ratings, I just want to shout it out. It's, called, uh, it's a movie called The Music Never Stopped, starring J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm about uh, uh, I think based on a true story um, about a father who um, reconnects with his son through music uh, and uh, nice. the son is um, <laughs> rather less <laughs> no the son is um, <laughs> the son uh, passes away in rather less <laughs> and, uh, here the son has some sort of illness I unfortunately okay. forgot what that was or maybe it was an accident uh, I, okay. should, I should write these things down before sure. I mean, the music never so stopped things, yeah. 2011, 8,000 ratings, and it's about a guy. Hold on, the last sentence I'm going to do. Sure. Uh, he suffers from a brain tumor, the son. Okay. Who prevents it, that prevents him from forming new memories, and they rekindle their relationship and reconnect over music. And uh, yeah, the, the, because when he, re, when he listens to music, he's sort of um, happy. So, really, Remember. really small. Um, what was the gem. movie called? The music never stops. Sorry, stopped. the music never stops. Right. The music never stops. That's it. What, was, what were the two ones sorry, you had? I forgot. Sorry, three. First of all, Jesus. Apollo 11. I oh, yeah. mentioned this very shortly. The second one is Smoke. Really enjoyed that movie. What's Smoke? Um, it's an older movie, so it's not that fair. Uh, with Harvey Keitel and William Hurt. And uh, Harvey Keitel plays a guy who owns a tobacco shop in New sure. York. Yeah. Slice of life movie. Very good. Uh, the last one is, I think you've forgotten about this. Uh, didn't make my list, I guess, but The Art of Self-Defense. 33,642, I think. Well, we talked about this one, haven't we? I mentioned that I watched it, and I think that's it. I think I, I 
mentioned it too when we talked yeah. about yeah because i did like the quotes of like um when you that's the sacred belt when you it's, there's a 15 dollar right. charge for it i ex- i think i excluded that for uh, because of okay, how we okay. talked about it before but that would make my list i love that film so that could be could have been one of the recommendations back in the early mm, parts of the sure. show i'm not sure but i don't know when i else think we, we talked about we talked about it, talked about about it. it. We yeah, okay. i just mentioned perfect. that i rewatched it and so we, yeah okay but yeah, perfect it's a good film seek it out if you haven't yeah Probably on Prime. I think it's actually included it in Prime. Yeah, it is included. <laughs> I think because I recently rewatched it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I watched it again. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is probably. I, I don't know. I don't want to edit this. Uh, but Who I does? have to. Uh. But um, let's end it here. It's one of the greatest episodes we've ever recorded. I think. Um, Could be. Yeah. One of the most structured, probably. Absolutely. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the most professional with no f- uh, hiccups whatsoever. Sure. But still last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> we'll do that again next week. And, um, sure. I don't think next week. I think there's so many good things yeah, to talk a about of next good things. Week. We we'll might see, not we'll have see. time. I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Sure, we'll see. So I love talking about hidden gems. I hope some of the things that we talked about um, are of interest to you. I hope you can seek them out. And if you do, please let us know what you think of them and let yeah. us know your favorite hidden gems or underrated, underseen oh. movies. I don't know what to I call this that, yeah. episode because underrated isn't really right because people that have seen it rate the film, but underseen doesn't really sound right. So I, I mean, think hidden gems maybe. Underrated in, you know, uh, in, in quotes, right. you know underrated because it hadn't been rated enough right it's not over fifty thousand yet yeah maybe sure yeah maybe maybe so that's it for me that's it for me i hope you enjoyed this and um have a great week and uh thank you so much for listening <laughs> yeah thank you so much for stopping by it's been a blast it turned out way differently than i expected it would uh <laughs> but i had fun uh, i hope you did too check us out on any podcast platforms if you're interested we're on pretty much anywhere we're available. Blah, we're pretty much available anywhere where you get your podcast from. The fifth time I've done blah. I thought you I hope you've no, I cut out, out the other four ones. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. perfect, perfect. Except for this one, of course. Yeah, uh, we're on, <laughs> we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, etc. I'm so sorry, I'm tired. Uh, you can check us out at Best Thing Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, check out the cover art that Flo is going to design for this week's special as well. Uh, I'm. I'm I'll try to help you out uh, to find a couple of in- images. Um, yeah, consider dropping a like, subscribe if you can. If not, it's fine as well. Yeah, I, I love your suge- suggestion of you uh, like writing down a hidden gem that you have because that's such a cool thing. That's something that gets discussed way too rarely. Yeah, And yeah, I've had a blast. I'm tired. I'm going to maybe open Cook another Guinness oh. and go to bed. Okay. Sure. I'll cook tomorrow. Because <laughs> my Bye. kitchen looks like shit once thank you, again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>